Hey, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the concept of your thoughts create your reality and discussing some of the neuroscience, quantum physics, and even epigenetics that we know scientifically um, that may provide some logical basis for this claim that your thoughts have an effect on your life, on your reality, and that we can even use them to create in our lives. Uh, this is all tying into subconscious reprogramming and the importance of being aware of what we're thinking about and further using our minds to actually initiate change in our lives. You know, especially in the Western world, we're very much doers. We like to constantly strive and go after, and it's this very Newtonian way of creating in the world, but we're discovering that there's actually a lot of validity to the power of the subconscious mind and that a lot of creation that is initiating change and, and bringing something from mind into the physical world, a lot of that process is subconscious, right? It's not so much us doing, it's more us using our physiology, using our anatomy, our brains to our advantage. I'm going to be discussing what we know, what modern science tells us about how our thoughts create reality and how we can use these mechanisms to create in our own lives. So first of all, you've all heard the statement, you become what you think about. I think this was coined by Earl Nightingale in The Strangest Secret um, and perhaps by many before him, but you become what you think about. That which you engage in mentally and emotionally, habitually becomes your reality. Indeed, what is reality but what you're aware of? And that brings us to our starting point of today's discussion. I think it's appropriate to start at the bottom of science, which is quantum physics. And from there, we'll stack up into chemistry, biology, and finally, the greater project that is our lives. And hopefully, we'll end up with some practical paths forward for actually implementing this information and creating in our own lives. To start, take this with a grain of salt. Quantum physics is a strange world we don't really know how it relates to the macro world, but we do have these fundamental understandings of how things work at the very bottom of the universe, if that's the appropriate word. What's relevant to our discussion here is the very nature of matter. What is the universe made out of? Scientists have been investigating this for generations, for hundreds of years, and this dates back to the Greek atomos, right? The origin of the word atom. We thought that if you kept breaking down matter into smaller and smaller particles, eventually you'd get to this indivisible substrate, right? Known as the atom, the indivisible. But modern particle physics has shown otherwise, that as we break down these particles, eventually we get to a place where matter is no longer, and we are in a place of pure energy, of unmanifested potential. And we're finding that 99.99999% of matter, of every individual atom, is emptiness, is empty space, right? And that space isn't empty, it's, it's full of energy, it's full of potential. And here's the curious part, and here's what's relevant to our discussion, is that this emptiness, it stays as potential until, crucially, a conscious mind observes it. As soon as consciousness observes this potential, it collapses into a particle. Okay, this is known as the observer effect. It's very well known in quantum physics. Okay, it's also known as collapsing the wave function. When we try to 
identify the location of a quantum particle, such as an electron. The electron exists as pure potential, as a probability function with no actual location in 3D space until it is observed. And thus there is this relationship between consciousness and the physical world that mind at the very roots of quantum physics creates matter, okay? In other words, the universe exists as pure potential, as potential energy, until one observes it. And what's more, within this potential energy, all timelines exist simultaneously. Now, I know this is a lot, especially if you haven't taken physics in a long time. I mean, it's not like they taught you this in school anyways. But essentially, at the level of quantum physics, the physical world is created by consciousness. So in a very real quantum mechanical sense, your thoughts create your reality. Now we're gonna zoom out a little bit and start getting into the neuroscience, the chemistry, the biology of this same effect that your thoughts create your reality. We know as a matter of fact that our thoughts affect our physiology. When you think something, neurotransmitters, neuropeptides, and hormones are released within your body, right? And as a result, the experience of that is an emotion, okay? Hormones are pretty much what plugs us into emotions, into that realm of human experience. And so when we think, we actually create very measurable physical effects on our bodies. Now, I want to get into this a little deeper. Neurotransmitters are how our neurons in our brains communicate, or neurons throughout our entire bodies, really. And when we have a very vivid mental experience a very vivid imagination, such as a stressful experience or a very pleasant experience. These neurotransmitters signal to the pituitary gland, a part of your brain, to release hormones. And these hormones travel down into your bloodstream all throughout your body extremely rapidly, and they target different glands within your body. Your thyroid gland, which is kind of in your throat, your adrenal glands, which is more in like your ribs, lower ribs, kidney area, and all the way down to your genitals and your sexual glands. Essentially, these glands are origins or, or hotspots of hormones, and they release more hormones into your bloodstream, creating an experience. Curiously, the major glands within the human body parallel strikingly the chakra system that the Hindus intuited thousands of years ago. This is yet another example of how science is beginning to explain spirituality. We understand that the human body actually has these glands, these energy centers, if you would, and that via our thoughts, we can actually affect these. Our thoughts have a very real and measurable effect on our bodies. This is why sexual fantasies are a thing. This is why you can think of that thing you fear and cause yourself to hyperventilate and your heart rate to quicken and you start sweating and you get stressed out because your thoughts affect physical reality, right? In this case, your body. Now, this can be used to our advantage or it can be used to our detriment, right? We all know how it can be used to our detriment. That's how our thoughts cause anxiety, stress, fear. And here's what happens. When you think something you create an experience, right? In the beginning, that's an emotion. Like I think of something I'm stressed about, I get more stressed. Now, when we do this habitually over hours or over a few days, this becomes a mood. 
Now, if we think the same thoughts and we're triggered by the same external stimuli, then we're going to experience the same emotions. We're going to experience the same moods. And after a few weeks of this, this becomes a temperament, right? And now what happens when you keep that same routine, you keep thinking the same thoughts, you keep experiencing the same emotions, this temperament becomes a personality trait. Now this is a key component of who you think you are. Now your body has memorized this emotional and mental pattern. And as a result, people describe you as resentful or angry or jealous or fearful or stressed out or anxious, right? Now it's a part of you, right? This is all just subconscious programming. The brain, the most primitive part of the brain, which is the cerebellum, they they call it like the, the reptilian brain, it has memorized this state of being, of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking for years on end that now it's so habitual, it's automatic, okay? And what happens is that we naturally, without even like an external stimulus, we just find ourselves stressed out, right? Because our body's used to it, okay? What's more, our body gets addicted to these neurochemicals. It gets addicted to pumping out this sustained level of cortisol, right? Which is the hormone associated with anxiety, okay? And eventually, this is your norm. Your norm is that you are a stressed out person. You are a fearful person. You are a resentful person. But here's the good news. It doesn't have to be like that. It's very possible to change your mental and emotional patterns in a way that is lasting, in a way that automatically you default to gratitude and calm and abundance and peace. All of this is simply a neurophysiological phenomenon. And so by training your mind and body to live in this ideal state, this can become automatic. It can become habitual just like any other behavior. Now, I go over this in detail in one of my other podcasts. It's number 29. It's all about subconscious reprogramming and how to actually change your mental and emotional patterns so that they serve you automatically by default. Here's the beauty. You are not a chimp. You're not a salmon. You're not a dog. You are a human being. You are a homo sapiens endowed with one of the largest frontal lobes in the animal kingdom, except perhaps when compared to the dolphins. But you have the gift of metacognition, of being able to observe your thoughts and to change, all right? So program yourself to be the person you want to be. You don't need to settle for not leveling up your character. This is the ultimate virtual reality game. You have inherited what is the best virtual reality haptic suit in the market, which is the human nervous system. And so use it to its full capabilities. Episode 29 is your instruction manual. Listen to it and start to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you can tap into your potential. You are so powerful. You can create your ideal life. So identify what that is and get after it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I love making these things. If you enjoyed it, I would love if you left me a review. I'll give you a shout out next time if you leave a nice review uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. And if you have any questions, reach out on TikTok. I always answer people's questions uh, about all of this material. So have a good one. See you.